Hello, this is uh, the Institute of Social Justice podcast series. Um, my name's Dr Alexandra Dales and I'm with my colleague Rory Padfield and we're going to be talking to you today about the uh, recent research project we've been undertaking and all about communicating uh, um, sustainability and climate change stories. Um, Rory, I'll hand over to you let you introduce yourself. Thanks, Alexandra. Hi, everybody. My name's Rory Padfield. I'm a lecturer in um, sustainability and business at the University of Leeds. And uh, as Alexandra says, we've been working together over the last year or so on this project. And today we're going to talk through some of the steps and some of our uh, key findings um, through the process of the, of the project. I should probably introduce myself too. It's, uh, so I'm uh, Alexandra, obviously. I'm in the York Business School and uh, my background is, is traditionally economic geography. Uh, so sort of moving into a, a new sort of area in this research project for me. Um, but it, it really began, um, I think the call was... So end of 2021, I think, yep. it came in and we, we had our funding from uh, XR Stories, which is a, a sort of a, one of the creative cl- clusters that had been funded for some time um, through the Arts and Humanities Research Council. And XR Stories put out a call for research and development projects in looking at ways in which the sort of skill sets um, of creative um, uh, sector small and medium-sized enterprises uh, could be developed and advanced and uh, we we had a look at this proposal and saw a way in which our um, thinking around sustainability and climate change and our background of understanding markets and sectors could be uh, developed um, so that the excess stories and sign which is another part of the creative cluster that funding came through so March last year, which feels a long time ago, um, and we really got started in uh, June 2022. And um, we have our amazing postdoc um, Gemma Bridge, who's still work- working with us on the project, and she's contributed a huge amount. And uh, through June to December, we've done a lot of data collection, and we'll talk you through what that is. Um, and we sort of had a big event at the 31st of January this year um, with a workshop that introduced the critical sustainability stories tool that we developed through the research. And what we'll do is we'll talk you through the stages of our research project and why we think communicating about sustainability and climate change is so important and the, and the critical role of the creative sector in in developing and and advancing uh, understanding about sustainability and climate change. And it's so, I mean, Rory, can you tell me, I know you've thought about this really a lot um, previously, a great deal, is why is it important to think clearly and be critical in communication Mm. about sustainability and climate change? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the basis, really, of, of this project going forward. There's lots of information out there about climate change. We know that. There's lots of information about sustainability. But whether it's getting to the right audiences and whether it's provoking the right sort of behaviours, that's, that's really the sort of question that's underpinning much of the work, not just in this field, but, but in kind of broader, mm. in the broader sense. Um, so we were interested right at the beginning about presenting information or presenting a tool to communicators in a particular way that would allow 
um, those communicators to, to tell stories that were um, on sustainability and climate change that were going to provoke the sort of change, the, the kind of behaviour change or change in policy that, that, that is necessary. We, we are certainly of the opinion that current modes, current structures, current systems around thinking about climate change and sustainability are... Um, not fit for purpose, really. Um, there's a big critique around green capitalism, around green growth. And really, those messages are all pervasive um, in, in all parts of society. And communicators broadly defined, whether that be those in the creative sector all the way through to journalism, through to press relations, marketing, really the majority of those are feeding into those existing narratives that that. Um, green growth is sufficient and we don't need to worry about doing anything structural or anything bigger than that. Um, so for us, I think the rationale behind the project was knowing that, that there is insufficient and there isn't the kind of action that's taking place. What kind of information can we pull together in a practical, easy to use way that communicators can actually make a difference and start telling stories in a different way? Um, so I think that was really our, our starting point. Yeah. Um, and we call that closing the information and narrative gap. So in a sense, clo- closing the gap between what we know science is saying about what kind of action needs to happen versus the kind of actions that are taking place on the mm. ground and the sorts of policies that we see in the public and, and private sphere. So how can we change that? How can we get somewhere in the middle um, or, or close that gap? How can we bring public policy, uh, human behaviour change to a point where actually it's responding to the real needs mm. when it comes to sustainability and climate change? It's probably, I was thinking listening to that and uh, it's, it's probably worth helping the audience understand what we mean by green capitalism and the, and the prevailing policy um, and, and organisational action around uh, environmentalism, or, or rather environmentalism, that acting to change the situation for the climate. So what, can you explain that a little bit more for our audience? Yeah, so green capitalism, um, I would yeah, broadly define as the, the kind of common business as usual type approach when it comes to tackling sustainability so if we think of businesses and organizations at the moment they may be talking the language of sustainability they may be doing things like recycling they may be looking at some kind of transport plan for their employees they may be looking at some kind of um, carbon emissions reduction um, where there is a problem and where we see uh, researchers and the literature more broadly um, picking out faults with this is that it doesn't address some of the bigger questions mm. around our society, some of the bigger questions around the growth agenda. In other words, consuming resources on a, on a finite planet. It, 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 we, to, to put it crudely, it's sort of tinkering around the edges quite a lot of this action when it comes to sustainability. It's not leading to fundamental change in the way that our economies are working, the way that we are behaving, not as just as citizens and individuals, but as organisations, as governments, we're still pushing along a path to grow and consume resources. And just simply um, introducing a kind of recycling scheme at work (laughs) and maybe offering some sort of scheme, car sharing scheme for employees is really not going to get us to a point where we are limiting global warming to, let's say, well, 1.5 degrees uh, warming may be out of reach now, but 
but perhaps two degrees and therefore limiting the devastating impacts that, that, that the scientists are predicting mm. when it comes to global temperature rises. So green capitalism, in a sense, is that common business as usual way of viewing sustainability and one that doesn't look to make big fundamental changes in society. Yeah, and that was really the basis of our thinking is we see the creative sector as that 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 voice piece in a way and the the communicators and the experts in communication as those people who know how to tell stories, who know how to reach audiences and engage and entice audiences into a, a compelling story. And we know that there's been a lot of uh, negative Communicate or negative stories. It, it feels very overwhelming for many people. It feels very, um, arguably, sort of do, doom and gloom when thinking mm. about stories about the climate change. And you can that can create that sort of apathy or sense of overwhelming. So what can you do? Yeah. So our whole research is really thinking about how do we help communicators really engage with the research so that their stories are enriched with the research itself. And that was one of the aspects we were thinking about is how do we introduce critical thinking as an approach? How do we get communicators creating stories? And and there are a great many out there about uh, sustainability and climate change. How do we get them thinking in a way that closes this information deficit? Sometimes good news stories or many good news stories or stories about how to mitigate and adapt to climate change. There's a huge number of amazing stories out there Mm. that go beyond the basic of green capitalism. And that's where we wanted to create a framework for allowing and enabling storytellers to develop those kind of stories um, and do it do so in a manner that that's evidence-based and linked to research uh, and and critical Hmm. this probably comes on to that thinking of how do we make this tool yeah well I was going to ask you then Alexandra um, um, how should we be thinking then um, about sustainability and climate change um, going forward what what's Hmm. what's the I suppose what's the the rationale and the underpinning uh, theoretical basis then for for mm. this tool yeah we we've um, got to hit the hard points on theory haven't we so I, I mean I know in our conversations we started by thinking what do communicators need to know and understand and what do they need to be thinking um, about and how should they be thinking and that came we came through that conversation through that conversation, I know that we were thinking about ontology. Um, what do we think we know about the world around us? And therefore, a question would be, what is sustainability? What is climate change? So trying to get communicators to think about those, having a really clear understanding or th- that maybe more so than what they um, currently have. So asking that core question and then linking on the sort of the what question is, to epistemology of how do we know about the world around us so how do you find out about sustainability challenges climate change Um, so that's very much a a doing and a data collection task and then lastly once you've got the information um, we've got you you know on an empirical level once you have information what do you do with it how do you use it and through us asking those kind of questions that made us realize that critical thinking um, is a, a key component of what we would want communicators to develop and and drilling down into their understanding of of the issues that they're communicating mm. about and that led us into developing those ideas i think it's worth also pointing out that the 
we know communicators many communicators do critical thinking in their day oh, yes. every day <laughs> they're experts that, already they are experts and i think that's something we wanted to stress yeah. throughout this project and through the stakeholders that we've met that they are experts at doing this i suppose what we are doing is putting a bit of a focus around yeah. the critical thinking around around then sustainability and climate change and 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 so looking to, to source information from places that they may not have thought about previously mm. uh, and in and in a manner and in a way that they may not have thought about so yeah just to make that clear yes I should have said that already um, I realized uh, so I guess you that we developed six themes um, each with a series of questions um, and yes the the idea is that we help organize um, communicators thinking around yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, sustainability and climate change because they're experts and you don't want to uh, they're uh, I think it's just bringing a framework as you say yeah I'm repeating yeah. myself but slightly but but yeah. probably it was the the idea of um, how thinking about critical thinking and using questions as a as a tool yeah. to achieve that and the different yeah. types of critical activities yeah and so when we think then about critical um, activities, do you want to quickly go through some of those key components in a way? Um, yeah. It might be helpful for the listener. Yeah, I think um, we'll, when we're thinking about what is critical thinking, we often think about our students and the research that we do ourselves. And I think as researchers, we, you know, we might be we're quite trained to a high level in critical mm. thinking and it's bringing that skill set. So whether that's comparing and contrasting information, uh, um, asking questions, sh revealing trends, synthesizing information mm. and, actually, and communicators do all of those activities already. Yeah. And it's just bringing them those types of activities to the fore mm. when thinking about um, issues like sustainability and climate change to make sure messages are are, are organised and, and uh, for, formal to a point in the connections that they make with um, the data that might be out there. Yeah. And I guess yeah. I guess the moving down the sort of that that thought pattern of thinking about the types of information a story might convey um, and our sort of rolling thinking about how to develop critical thinking for, or how to advance critical thinking for communicators. Um, what we realised through the project was the importance of really thinking about the story and the narrative. Mm. And I think, you know, academics might like... We, we create our own stories, but they're very formulaic as academic yeah. papers. They're not the same type of creative story, which is compelling. So yeah. we're trying... To, so we very quickly engaged in the idea of storytelling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think for us, it was a bit of an eye-opener to see some of the, the foundations then of what, of what storytelling is. Um, and we came up with, in fact, we, we drew on some work actually by Prof Tony Morgan at the University mm. of Leeds. Um, he's done some work around storytelling. And I think it's important to, to, to articulate this. Within every story, we see characters or, or, or many, many stories. We see characters. We see a setting. We see a plot, typically a beginning, a middle and an end. Um, and within that story, there's often a struggle. Um, there might be a goal. There might be a struggle. It comes often uh, to some sort of crisis point. 
um, and then a resolution at the end. And I think it's important that when we were reflecting ourselves on how storytellers themselves may be using this type of information, the information within our tool, with it, the sort of organising of questions, the organising of thoughts, we had to be responsive um, and appreciate the sort of limits in a way and the, the boundaries in which the storytellers were working. So this particular framework of character settings, plot, beginning, middle, end, um, conflict and resolution, we were working using that basis within within the tool. So hopefully it's, it, it speaks to, to that idea of a story. Yeah, and we, we also realised um, we... W- throughout the project so we, we initially undertook a literature review with, with Gemma our lovely postdoc and, but very quickly we uh, found out that XR Stories were, had funded another project called the Chi- Climate Change Challenge and this project uh, funded three um, small um, there's non-profits and small businesses to create uh, particular content communicating about the climate change and climate change issues. And one of the projects was the Sustainable Arts in Leeds, and they were translating their very successful carbon literacy training into um, a virtual reality experience um, and where you would experience a section of the uh, five-sectioned uh, carbon literacy training. And it was through our relationship and real collaboration with them in helping them or supporting them develop this virtual reality experience called Home Planet um, um, that we learned a lot about how to assist communicators in thinking about sustainability and climate change. And a lot of it was around that, that structuring of ideas and accessing relevant information. So their Home Planet v- mm. virtual reality experience was um, zoomed in from a, a sort of a global sphere into Hull and explored the ramifications of climate change for city centre Hull. Yeah, very we powerful. Were, yeah, it was, and it, it, was a, it was a really amazing experience, amazing sort of to interact with in the virtual reality uh, with you when you've got your headset on. And really through, so we were invited onto their advisory board and through that board we were able to learn a lot uh, from them about understanding uh, how to communicate and developing a story and the role of setting. But we were also able to advise them on how to organise the information that they had, what to think about, the types of questions to ask. So that for us was a really iterative process um, and you can see um, the Home Planet um, VR experience and the details of it on the XR Stories website and I'm sure we can if we have show notes we shall add those details in for this podcast um, so that so that really ties into how we developed um, the tool it was through a series of interviews with experts um, it, who are professional communicators through numerous conversations that we we developed uh, sale we can't thank them off at sort of Helen Brook and and um, uh, Phil Holgate, who um, run Sustainable Arts and Leaves, which is a non-profit organisation that's really t- um, keyed into supporting the creative sector in the um, Leeds region um, that that, are de- that is seeking to make these changes within the creative sector. So a combined process of both sort of this active change um, in terms of organisational, functional aspects, but also communication of uh, sustainability and, and climate change issues. But before we, as we were almost doing that, before and as, I'm not quite sure when it started, but we started with the 
evaluating and doing a review of existing content. Do, yeah. Rory, do you want to tell us how we sort of we worked out a way to evaluate? Yeah. Um, but but I'll let you how how yeah. we get how did we get to that? So we were talking about this recently in terms of the evaluation um, and and using the evaluation really as a springboard to understanding what was important when it comes to communicating. Uh, key key issues, key messages around sustainability and climate change. Um, and we started off pulling out a number of different digital, uh, mostly or almost entirely digital content that we could find online, pulling out these stories, whether they be short video pieces of three or four minutes, something a little bit more interactive where there was some user engagement, um, but but those that were accessible via a uh, computer, laptop, phone, that sort of thing. Um, we we compiled a list. Gemma um, compiled a list of these these different um, pieces of content, and at that point, we des- decided that we needed a, a means to then evaluate these different types of um, outputs. So we really started quite organically, mm-hmm. just reflecting on what were the key messages for us in in, in viewing these different uh, these different types of um, content looking back into the literature a little bit to see yeah. how um, were there any methods that could support us in in developing some sort of analytical framework or a very sort of simple straightforward framework um, okay. and, and we in, had, a, we had yeah. a, that conversation where and I guess it goes back to that critical thinking and and um, thinking about how students the range of activities and might we might assess a student on which it I don't know how research based is that looking at just but um, but it was a spectrum of describing yeah. explaining evaluating and it's I think you mentioned it first and then we sort of ran with that yeah. and Gemma gave some very pointed questions at different points I remember having a conversation where she really unpicked our ideas yeah quite yeah successfully, helpfully, helpfully, successfully yeah. but it made it better yeah but, uh, it made, made she made me go away and think a bit more um, yeah yeah it was it was it was a very helpful instructive process I yeah, think she was good at just seeing it from the communicators someone from outside I think you can yeah we I know that we occasionally get sort of lost in the trees and yeah. in the forest of it all I can't see the the whole the whole, the whole thing. story yeah mm. yeah but you're right. And I think by the end of that process, we then had a very clear set of questions that we were then asking ourselves of the content. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were asking things like, does the, does the content provide a description of the problem? So here thinking about climate change and sustainability stories, does it describe the problem? What was done well in terms of the communication? What could have been improved? Does it explain the problem? So the why question, does the content provide an explanation for the why you know why is this particular issue occurring let's say maybe it's it's rising sea levels mm-hmm. in hull does it yeah. explain why that is happening um is there anything that doesn't make sense to the to the audience to the to the user explanation how does the content provide an explanation for how the problem occurred does anything not make sense with that as as well so you've kind of got a, from description to explanation and then importantly for us steps for behavior change does the content lead us in a direction uh, require us to 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 think about our behaviors does it does it ask us to sign a petition right mm. um that we then submit to our you know local mp or write a letter to your local mp or does it make mm. us go further than that and and those were the sorts of things yeah. that we were looking for well i remember when we were doing this process uh, i watched uh, those um uh, animation on facebook from greenpeace it was it was really good it was beautifully done it told the story of 
plastics in the oceans, how do the plastic get there, what mm. are the impacts of the plastics, um, uh, you know, the unfolding awfulness of all the yeah. all plastic in the oceans. And it's sort of feeling sort of really engaging through it, but also, gosh, I've got to do something. And then it ends with sign a petition. Yeah. And I sort of felt like throwing my hands up at that point and go, oh, I'll sign the petition. And then you're done with it. That's it. Yeah. Plastic fix. Yeah. And And then another time, I think it was Sunday evening and it was the Frozen Planet series, the latest one. It was the Mm. last episode um, where you had David Appendrow sort of facing that huge screen, um, watching uh, the program and all this amazing wildlife, but also cutting to the scientists saying, um, this is what's happening to this glaciers. It's, it's melting incredibly rapidly. Look, I'm standing in the place where there used to be hundreds of thousands of penguins. They're all gone and all the ice is gone. It's killing them. And the awfulness of it. Mm. Um, and I actually timed it. 55 minutes was spent on this amazing program, not cutting mm. the program at all. It was amazing on the issue mm. of what's happening. And then it had... I would probably say about two and a half to three minutes all about what to do about it or mm. not, or, or it's not all about it. it was literally snippets from the scientists and they were good points. And I thought if you'd spent 55 minutes actually in deep diving, explaining mm. to the audience, this is how we can actually do something and, it, yeah. and the pathways, how powerful would have that have been? Yeah. And, and, I'm, and I just think I'm waiting for that program because mm. everyone loves David Attenborough as they should, yeah. um, you know, and his programs have such power. And he's had an amazing impact already. Mm. But it's how do you how do you take that beyond? We we've got to the point that pretty much I'd say most people, apart from the crazies, mm. are on board mm. with sustainable acting sustainably, acting mm. towards the climate change. But I wondered if there's a growing frustration of well, what do we actually what do, do, we about, do about, it? about it? And yeah. and I think a big motivation of ours was to really show c- communicators link to the evidence linked to critical thinking and let's talk about sort of mitigation and adaptation and positive stories about what can happen yeah and and that's been a big motivation i mean we all want to save the world if we can do it in a tiny way let's see what we can do yeah yeah i think that's but, well put because <laughs> we, we we had the we did show uh, in the workshop the the cheesy love story we, which is quite a good example another example of it, yeah, it's another example. I almost, I think the one that you've just described there was 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 really nicely done. Um, as another example, um, in the workshop that we had, which pulled together really our thinking, um, and we we invited a number of different stakeholders into the workshop at that point to get their views. So we were very interested actually in the creative sector and what they thought about um, this particular um, uh, sort of digital. Um, story or uh, digital creative content we we i'm not going to say the name i think maybe it's not fair to say the <laughs> name but there was a um, about a three minute piece that showed a well-known brand of crisps and uh, it was a very amusing um little story which showed uh, two people coming together um they they met over sharing their first bag of crisps and uh, they go on this little life together and they get married and then um at, at the honeymoon they get this 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 crisp and they get a ticket to go and see where that crisp was made and it takes them to a, a scene of devastation it's a what would have been a tropical forest and it's been mm. cut down and there's nothing there it's absolutely bare and the, the, the couple look at one another they had previously they were sort of looking into one another's eyes you know in, in that particular way and they see the devastation and they start to question 
or the crisp and how it was mm. made. So it was, it was actually a very impactful um, piece of video. No, no words spoken. It was, it was kind of comedic. It had music. Mm. Um, it had a very impactful uh, message. There was a little bit there about um, uh, putting pressure on particular suppliers. There was one, mm. one, one uh, manufacturer or producer of, of, of food that they targeted. They said you can put pressure uh, and um, try and get that, that particular producer of food to reduce deforestation and, and reduce it from their supply mm. chain. So that was really what it was all about. But in terms of how we used it and its utility within the workshop, we got the stakeholders there, the participants, to think about the messages within that within that um, particular piece of digital content and then work through our evaluation tool. You know, what did it describe? What did it explain? How did it explain the problem? And were there any steps for behaviour change that, that pro- was, you know, prompted them to, to think about? And, um, yeah, we got a v- variety of yeah, different opinions, really actually. It, was, it wasn't as clear-cut as we thought it would yeah. be. Um, but we, got it, a lot of, we got a lot of um, really insightful commentary and critiquing of our work on that workshop yeah. so, as well but this one was it, it, I think our, our focus had been well it's another descriptive story yeah. and and but it's not telling you what you can do beyond sort of signing a petition or you know tweeting or 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 and such like um but the feedback we got was really helped us understanding that um showed us that stories of different t- of different lengths yeah. of different focuses have can play a different role yeah so not every story is going to describe explain evaluate and show a, a, an alternative future yeah. but the collection together can be quite um is powerful and that different stories will have uh, different messages and focus on different points mm. but the but what we hope to do is by um organizing the, the information supporting the stories and, and including increasing rigour within mm. the story creation. I yeah. should probably cut you off there. So. No, no, that was perfect. That was um, perfect. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sort of led us then from thinking about the logic, the sequence of events within the workshop and almost the sequence of events mm. then with, of our project. It, it sort of led us to a point, well, okay, we've, we've set up the, the 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 evaluation tool we've set up the kind yeah. of under the rationale of what what sort of questions do we need to be asking it then led us into well what tool what how are we going to help communicate yeah what, what, what is the basis it? then of our tool yeah and I think what we we touched on certainly was was that um, asking questions and discussing the issue mm. is is a really helpful framework for because you're if, critical thinking you're asking questions it's it's quite a simple idea a simple approach but we organize six themes into so so we i before the workshop we obviously developed six themes um and within each theme we we asked a series of questions to prompt and promote some thinking so um i can go through yeah, the yeah. tools so we've got the first theme um, is critical activity so within the story what type of critical activity are you going to be doing and that really reflects our um, the, the tool we use to evaluate content are you describing you explaining how or why are you sort of co- commenting are you building connections so questions within the critical activity um, which is in the one of the themes is is sort of the I'd say one of our first themes to look yep. at was was that structuring frame. Can a critical activity, um, whether it be describing or explaining, uh, provide a structure within the story? 
The next theme we developed was audience, because with Evo you always have to think about your audience. And this really related to, I guess it was... um, behavior change thinking about who's your target audience are you trying to elicit a behavior change um and through conversations with uh helen uh, brooke at sale um and talking about their their home planet project it, we realized that language and script so the use of language what language you're using and script was really important um and a lot of the story storytellers that we sort of came across were very focused on the emotion and creating that emotional response. And mm. my, my, oh, I think our view is that you can have that emotional response and it doesn't need to take away from or the having data and evidence within it doesn't need to detract from creating emotional. Yeah. Can we pull them together? Um, do you want to talk about the storytelling journey theme? Um, yes. So within within that particular theme um again thinking about the different types of questions that that we would be asking um how is critical thinking and learning um, and reflection encouraged during the production of the story so here we were thinking about from start to finish um there'll be certain points at which the 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 producers the the content creators will come together um yeah that's that storytelling journey so you've got two journeys really the the production journey from the idea to actually reaching the audience and then the the storytelling journey in the content content itself itself. the audience that the audience follows that journey so that's that we that that theme sort of covers the two doesn't it tries to capture the two yeah and alongside that we acknowledge that in in certain situations there'll be creators, producers who don't have the knowledge in in producing that journey. So what do they do? You know, do they do they turn to their own uh, literacy skills in in sourcing out information? How do they do that? They may get to a point where they need to seek some sort of advisor or advisory group. Um, so that was one of the questions that the we want the 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 storytellers to reflect on do 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 we need as a group external help on this experts by experience experts by experience so that we're not just referring here to um you know university or uh, researchers academics it could be going out into the communities asking people who have lived experience of a particular um well whatever it might be Mm. um so that was an important part of the, the this particular theme um yeah, and, and technology being part of that storytelling journey. How can technology help? Can it hinder? I think that was another thing that we were quite Especially important to stress. Especially with the extended reality um, technologies, whether it's augmented reality or virtual realities, we found that in some instances that um, the technology couldn't keep up with the ideas um, as yet, although it's very rapidly developing yeah. technology. Um, but if you're wanting to create a virtual world, what what is what is achievable yeah and does that limit or shape the story and how might it and how do you compensate for that was one of the things we were discussing with colleagues in sale and such yeah um contexts should i say something about context or would you like to do that underpinning geographies (laughs) (laughs) it's the geography it's the geography theme isn't it 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 is the geography theme and we had a debate about whether we should call it geography at one point given we thought everyone would think about we don't want to color in maps (laughs) (laughs) yeah get (laughs) our crayons out So we, we, we ended up refer or using the term context here, but in a way, 
what what is important about the context why is the context important in telling particular stories how does the location matter and of course as geographers we would say you know the geography where things happen they happen there for a reason mm. um so we wanted to reflect that um within within the questioning within the within the kind of yeah organizing of thoughts within the framework um relatedly now how does scale so whether that be local scale whether it's national regional global um how does scale have an impact and how how does that particular story connect at a, at a scale it might be let's say a story about um climate change impacts in let's say Pakistan we we use that as an example within our workshop um it may be a very localized story about one particular family let's say or one community that's been affected mm-hmm. how does that then reflect a wi- potentially a wider story um are are there maybe there aren't wider wider connections to be made on a scale uh, on a global or regional scale quite often there are when it comes to climate change when it comes to sustainability mm, yeah. you know, it's very very difficult to disconnect what happens in one place with another so we were trying to get people to think or the creators to be thinking about scale within that as well representation who is being represented within our stories you know are they diverse uh representations um how do they contrast as well so do we see the the wealthy family from the global north let's say how is their experience different to let's say a, a community in the global south who don't have the access to, access to resources and maybe more vulnerable to the impacts of climate change so how are these um, i think and that yeah. ties in that so we have i think that ties in with the um notion of of knowledge spheres Mm. and that we might traditionally prioritize some knowledge spheres and uh, you know say academic experts or you Mm. know above other groups and what we've tried to hear especially with the in the uh, experts by experience um question is who has sort of on the ground direct experience and they don't have to have um be of a certain standard or a yeah. type and it's having trying to break down those knowledge hierarchies that exist you know whether it's government or organizations or academia and actually see communities um, of all types and diverse yeah. and that have as much value in terms of the knowledge that they can share yeah and that, that that obviously raises some some difficult questions or problematic questions. There may be some communities that don't write stuff down. Mm-hmm. Thinking here about indigenous How communities. How do you reach them? How, mm-hmm. If we're telling a story about an indigenous group in a remote part. Of, of of the world how do you gather their knowledge it might be that fact some fact finding or some seeking out gatekeepers who have information ab- about these particular groups um rather than deferring to yeah. some a journal or some some could could be you know respected knowledge that but that hasn't engaged with that particular community but is engaged in a kind of broader sense and i guess that's quite hard for communicators to try and access that information or yeah. can be and i think what we've what i should add part of the deliverables for the project is to create a sort of a document of guidance notes which includes websites and addresses and information on how to get perhaps hard to reach information for the storytellers yeah. so that's one of the the packages or one of the the, the products of this particular research product pro- yeah. research project sorry 
Yeah. And then two other parts just on context yeah. then. So we're interested in relationships and impact. So does the story examine the relationships and connection between places? So again, going back to that, the importance of place here within telling the story. So relationships and connection between places, but also time scales. And again, this is this is an important um, consideration when we can, you know, when we think about climate change, we think about sustainability. This is not something that will be solved overnight. Um, so we need to be thinking in different types of time scales and, and stories that reflect that. Um, we, you know, would do well um, to, to do so. The next component is, or the next so theme quality is of quality of information. Yeah, so our, our, our fifth theme. So we've gone through critical activity, audience, storytelling journey, context, and now quality of information. This is really that nuts and bolts. Um, any any researcher will be very familiar with it. So we've got uh, themes about evidence, you know, is the information in the story evidence-based? Knowledge categories, so what type of information is included? Is it historical, economic, social, political, legal, environmental law, social justice-based? Um And then how do the categories of information included in the story represent the sustainability of climate change issue? And then we've got three important points of accuracy. So can you check the data that you've got? Is it reliable, verifiable? How transparent is it? Are you able to be transparent with your audience? So if there's in the credits or the final section or can you have flash up statements if, um, that where, where the data has come from there's lots of really good examples out there for how data and evidence is, has, is incorporated and shown within stories um, and then trust, how do you uh, create trust um, in, yeah. in the story amongst your audience and that's sort of that, that cross section and I guess the last one, I think we can probably both sort of chip in on, on justice, which mm. I think will relate most to sort of the Institute of Social Justice, um, is one thing that came up of uh, out of the workshop was a reflection on um, the role of that communicators could take in uh, raising issues of adaptation to climate change and mitigation mm. and how climate change and mitigation um, the environment impacts different groups. Yeah. So the justice um, theme was to make more explicit the focus on uh, addressing mm. the impacts and consequences of climate change. So uh, justice is how does your ex- story explore social justice, but for communities affected by sustainability, climate change? Um, how does it explore environmental justice? Um, an important question we ask here, which might be quite tricky to address, is who is, will the story explore who is responsible for sustainability uh, um, challenges or climate issues? Is that individual organisations, governments, systems of activity or interaction? Hmm. So they're quite more substantive, sort of challenging hmm. to try and say, actually, we need to start addressing those people that are have the power to make decisions yeah um and then a final section on adaptation and mitigation so does the story story consider adaptations and mitigation measures yeah so these six themes were really a way of organizing our thinking and organizing um helping communicators think through some of the complex issues that they may not have Mm. and the workshop really gave us a lot of good um, feedback Um, and what we did explore with within the workshop and subsequently with 
with new stakeholders is is how we can uh, how communicators can use the the critical sustainability stories tool we've uh, said so the chris tool uh, that was the <laughs> best that we right. could, yeah it's <laughs> the best we could come up with sorry <laughs> so uh, yeah, Chris, uh, critical sustainability stories tool uh, trips off with the tongue so easily. So at the moment, what we're looking at next steps is exploring how it can be implemented uh, on a larger scale with, with different stakeholders. Um, and what we're looking at doing is, at the moment, we we have been introducing the tool to uh, stakeholders such as Opera North and heritage interpreters, uh, businesses, and we're looking to work with Sale to um, work with larger organisations. Hopefully, sort of Channel Four ITV, um, Leeds Twenty Twenty Three. We, we're working towards about working with them to introduce the tool. And although we we have a number of ideas about how it can be implemented. Um, for example, with the six themes, create, communicators can work through each question methodically or review all of the questions and pick out the ones that speak to them most. Um, they, uh, importantly, uh, commu- storytellers, communicators can add questions in to each theme. We're trying to have it as a, as a living tool and because it's, all, it's meant to be adaptable with a core basis of questions for communicators to go away and say, actually, I want to explore more issues of mitigation and adaptation within my story, so I need to develop more questions that will pinpoint my thinking and help clarify the thinking that I need to, sort of how the story should be developed and the type of information. Um, you could also talk about yeah. the different types of stories yeah. that um, users um, could be could be using the tool with so it might not be just one piece it might be let's say advertising it might be the way that they or the press relations on a particular type of event so opera north is a good example we've yeah. had discussions with them about some of the um some of the communication that they're they're developing around um audience engagement with, mm-hmm. with with a with a series that they're running in the next year or so or coming up so it could be and they look at they're looking retrospectively potentially at the uh the 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 programs that they've already developed but but look using the tool looking forward on some of the the kind of press relations around that so it's it sort of it can be used in different types of circumstances even if content has already been produced there will be other content other types of stories that they that, that could it could be applied to yeah and that that rather takes us to uh, what we're going to do next. We've developed this critical sustainability tool. We've had a measure of success in engaging a range of stakeholders that are wanting to use it. And really that's what we're working on now beyond um, writing our, our big full paper. We've got our sort of discussion paper ready. Um, and really the, the task that we have set ourselves now is a larger sort of Arts and Humanities Research Council follow-on impact and engagement fund. So we're, over the next sort of month or two we're going to be drafting our, our, our bid for that and get that in, but also looking at other other types of funding to see how we can develop the project but I think we've probably gone through I think we've covered most of it (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, if you have any questions please do get in touch with us I'm sure we can add our emails to um, the the podcast podcast notes Um, and uh, but if you've got this far, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> you've done <laughs> well to stick it out. <laughs> you've bored the pants off you or anything. <laughs> but thank you very much. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll give you an update if we can in due course. Brilliant. Thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm.